0: Get Vigoro potting soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.
2: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The Volume.
4: All i want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just
3: for betting five bucks. An instant dub just for you. The Lakers have a tough stretch coming up. Boston on Christmas, couple of road games against the Timberwolves. So I'm definitely keeping my eye on these lines to see how DraftKings thinks LeBron and them boys are going to stack up.
5: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21- Plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday, December 28th. And you are listening to one of those ones. Go ahead and pause the podcast and go take a poop right now. Because we don't want you to shit yourself on this episode.
3: <laughs> Let's pray one of us does it for a day. We might be t- in that, that core t- demographic t- right there. I
4: took me a good 20 minutes before we started, baby. Just to make sure. You
3: feel me? <laughs> I had to clear it all out.
5: <clears throat> That's uh lejethro Jenkins, aka John and Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. I'm Gardy B, aka Mike. Mother, mother fucking mother, Mike. Mother, mother, We're mother, produced mother, as always body. by the lovely and talented Jackson Saffon, who does not get his intro because he is not participating in today's podcast. That punishes us though. Should.
4: That's oh, punishes okay.
5: us. Okay, the lovely and talented Jackson Saffon.
6: <laughs> I apologize for not participating in the egg challenge. Okay. Can you explain the egg challenge.
5: Please, youtube.com slash at Jenkinson Jones. This is a must. It's a must. Uh, you're for this you're episode. gonna wanna you're probably gonna wanna watch the episode today. Someone gave us the gift of saying that it was impossible to eat 30 eggs on the internet last week. It was all any of us thought about during Christmas. I bar- I couldn't barely pay attention as we were opening presents with the kids, uh, or you know, spending time with our families or whatever. The three hours so,
4: it took for your kids to open up all the presents because you went crazy.
5: It took two and a half hours. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a busy pay morning <laughs> in the, the Gardebasio household. We're doing everything we couldn't do, right? Um, so we are all three of us, gentlemen. Please, we're all three of us eating a dozen eggs as the show is happening today to show the ease with which. Oh, look at Tyler! What you got oh, over man. there, Tyler? That, you made pancakes I, at the listen, motherfuckers?
3: I fried my eggs, and I'm gonna tell you why. Fried them, um, yep. Double, double fold reasons here. For one, <laughs> I feel like a fried egg is the most efficient way to mass consume an egg, right? Because I'm going to just eat these. I'm going to just fold these motherfuckers up and Joey Chestnut these bitches. Two bites, right? You, fried them, you fried them hard? You no, frying no, them hard? No, no, not too hard. Well, oh. the, the yolks aren't runny. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. The yolks are solid. Um. So, yeah, you know, I'm just Joey Chestnut these motherfuckers. This is just 24 bites of eggs I got here. And for one... <laughs> I want it to be transparent, you know, not with y'all, cause I know y'all trust me and you know, y'all know, you know I trust y'all, but I know there's gonna be some haters out there like, nah, y'all ain't eat 12 eggs. Well, yeah, you say that because you never want anything. You know what I'm saying? But we don't have <laughs> to count on these <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> eggs right now, okay? That's one. <laughs> That's
4: two. <laughs> Yo. You're gonna, you're gonna grill me. You're gonna make me die of choking <laughs> on
3: these motherfucking Yo. eggs. <laughs> That's five. You, you right never enough. want anything. That's right six. <laughs> That's seven. <laughs> That's eight. Oh, this thing is nine, different. ten, <laughs> eleven,
5: twelve.
6: Okay. If you don't all
5: say, don't, don't say. go
6: to YouTube.com/slash at Jenkins and Jones right now, this is the episode. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is episode the one.
5: Five. We, we've okay. Now, actually, before we start eating, I've already started do eating, need, I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. It's okay. Before I begin eating, I do need Dragonfly Jones to bless us with the singing of the I love eggs
3: song. Well well let me tell you, let me tell the audience a little something about this about this little ditty that's been on my heart for just about all my life here. There was a time when I was a kid, just a little youngin, and I saw a commercial. And it was a commercial by like the National Egg Farmers of America or some shit, and they were trying to sell us on the nutritional value of eggs. And they had a little ditty that's been in my heart like I said all my life, and it goes like this. I love eggs. <laughs> From my head down to my legs, the incredible, little bullet. Bro, like I, <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: like <laughs> y'all I always know.
3: That, bro, I love that you I say AIDS. Annoyed shit. I annoyed, yeah, motherfuckers think I say um eggs, AIDS and shit. Like people get on the way I say eggs, but you who the fuck says just eggs? yeah, right. Eggs, 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 am I eggs. I, am I saying eggs, eggs, eggs? I say eggs. I guess it is eggs. eggs. Maybe eggs? It is eggs, yeah. Who the fuck talks like the eggs? I'm gonna eat some eggs today. You like eggs, bro? <laughs> bro, you want? Some,
4: you got some eggs? You got a dozen eggs, bro?
5: You know what I mean? I think it's. I yeah. think it's. I don't know. It's, you're right. I'll give it to you. Thank you. Sir. All right. So each one of us is doing a dozen eggs, except for Jackson, because um, he's in Jackson, a hotel. Jackson, how, he, how does it? How does it feel? He's in to a be hotel this... with no room
6: service.
3: Jackson, how does it feel to be the Spartan who stayed at home while the other Spartans went to fight the Persians? <laughs>
6: uh it's a little it's a little sad it's a little i feel a little left out but it's my own choice so you know i gotta live with my decisions
5: you're a, you're a prepubescent i've earned i've earned <laughs> the crowning.
6: it's okay it's okay all right I'm, hustle, pr- I'm proud bro. of y'all i'm proud of y'all thank you sir
5: it's we each have row. a variant of egg tyler fried his eggs my wife made uh eggs and rice she's uh Par asian we eat a lot of <laughs> eggs and rice her, her dad grew up in hawaii so we eat a lot of eggs and rice. She actually does for New Year's. She does like a, she's a uh, like, she does like a multiracial New Year's breakfast. So she does black-eyed peas, collard greens, uh, hop and Jack or so. I forget the name of it. Uh, hop, and hop, and and, oh, oh, hop and John. Hoppin' John. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then eggs and rice. So it's like a full like every side of her family. We invite all our family over and eat a lot. Uh, it's it's truly amazing.
4: All right. I'm glad she does collards instead of
3: mustard greens.
4: Mustard greens is.
3: That's a trash important, important, me, important distinction. That's, that's not first. And let's not, not even talk about how trash turnip greens are. Oh, turnip God.
4: greens are. Why do they even exist, <laughs> bro? You bro. know what I mean? If it ain't collards, don't even cook the greens. You know what I'm saying? We don't want them. Damn. Thanks. Those
5: important. Uh, too, but go ahead. We got. I mean, I'll, John. I'll, we'll, we'll invite you over, bro. You should. You should come for that. We we do like you know family, yeah. and close friends and stuff for sure. Okay. Thank you, bro. All right. <clears throat> Last night, the Detroit Pistons uh, set the new single season our losing. Our Detroit Pistons. Our Detroit Pistons. I'm sorry. The
6: sentimental <laughs> favorites. Of the Thank you, Tyler. I've been try- <laughs> Thank you, Tyler.
5: We are the official podcast of the Detroit Pistons. Um, and our Pistons lost their 27th consecutive game. It's a new single season record. Something else I want to bring up that I've not really seen a lot of in the coverage is, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, Um, The Pistons also, in addition to now having the longest single season losing streak in NBA history, also currently have the longest uh, losing streak in the playoffs that is active and also the longest playoff game losing streak in the history of NBA. They have lost their last 14 consecutive playoff games. When's the last Uh, time they went to the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. The last time they won a game was two thousand seven, two thousand eight against the I, Celtics. I want to say they they won a couple of years in a
6: row with Reggie Jackson as their young point guard, oh, okay, and then they, yeah. they got three, they obviously got swept three years in a row. That's
4: a recipe for losing the playoffs. So. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> He'll no get shit. you there. I, that's he ain't his, get that's you my memory nothing.
6: of it. Oh yeah, Blake Griffin got them there one <laughs> oh, year. Oh okay, okay, right. Good okay, call, okay. Okay. Because...
5: So they um. Yeah, so they're they're one shy of the tying the record for longest losing streak period. The 76ers have a 28 game losing streak over two seasons from 2014 to 2016. Uh but the longest single season streak ever and I mean they they're not they they just lost the games they needed to win if they were going to break the streak <laughs> cuz <'Cause> I don't <laughs> think they're going to do it against the Celtics. <laughs> Respectfully, um so gentlemen, your thoughts on the the Pistons and and what what all the hell is going on in Detroit? They got
3: another one on Thursday with Brooklyn, correct?
5: No, the Tuesday no? game they just lost where they were up in the fourth quarter was the that was the second game. Oh, I that was the, the
3: second. Mm. Bro, it just that, it felt like that needed to be the one, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Fuck, like Cade had what forty one nine and five. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Free that I man. Just, Woo! I don't know. I, look, I still think the Raptors might be right for the picking, but, you know, it goes back to the thing that we discussed before. Like, no team wants to be the team to lose to these dudes. Like, the Raptors going to come out like this game seven, you know what I'm saying? So, it, hey, it's going to be a long... I mean, it already is a long season for Detroit Pistons fans, but, woo, y'all better lock in, buddy.
4: My uh, brother had money on the game and Mikhail Bridges had four free throws to cover the spread and missed all four. He thinks oh, there's oh, a... Shit. He see. He thinks there's... He thinks there's, he think there's something afoot, you know what I mean? Mikael, like, well, he's like, he's. He's been like close to 50 40 90 most of his career. He's like an 88, 89% free throw shooter versus four. I don't know.
3: Did you did did y'all see that clip of um of Gary Payton the second? Gary Payton. Yeah. When they yeah. won and he looked like he they had lost because Yeah, because you know they, they didn't cover because of the last second shot.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, Kaka. <laughs> that was that was afoot. a that, that was a really funny clip because if you have friends who bet on sports, like everyone's seen that face. That you know what I mean? The like, face. oh, I got caught up in like rooting for the game. My team and you, won. Usually see and then fans. you did the math. Yeah. You did the minus 3.5 in your head and realized, wait a minute. Yeah.
3: Like, <laughs> like, like, like you know, Scott Van Pelt does a whole bad beats, you know, segment where he, he covers shit like that. And you see faces like that from the fans all the time. But seeing it from a player, that's different, dog. Hey, man. And I, bro, is it? Is it?
4: How illegal is it? Is it like you get kicked out the league illegal or is it like you do jail time illegal?
3: I mean, long, long as you're not betting on it, you know what I'm saying? Like but I mean, as, like, as you, a professional athlete.
4: I mean, you give your homie the bread to bet on it type shit. Where we at with but, that? I mean,
3: I think that's the smart way to do it. Like, I know, like, that's,
5: I, that's the only way to do it. But I'm saying right? like, how illegal is that? Like, is that going to be- get... I mean, when we were on with the, when we were on with the gambling guys with the volume, that's what they said. It's like, it's so easy to circumvent the rules. That it's kind of almost hard to be sympathetic for people who get caught doing it. You know what I mean? Because, because, because it's like- just as long as you don't do anything in your name. And I, I would say like, we've talked about this on the pod. Like I, I definitely think it's kind of bullshit that they're not allowed to gamble. It's like you're it, it's, I, I don't know. It's a little bit to me like legalizing weed, but it was legalized for white people for 30 years first. Right? Like, if the players are the ones creating the product that allows people to gamble on it, I understand there's like inside information, all this other stuff. And you have guys like you wouldn't want Charles Barkley betting $10 million on a game. He had inside information. Like I get all that, Mm -hmm. but I don't understand why they wouldn't just do my pitch on their pod was do an ombudsman, do like a, a, a person that handles it for each team that you go to that person and make the bets that way. The league knows what you're betting. You're not betting on your games. Maybe even you say you're not allowed to bet on basketball, but you're allowed to bet on other professional sports, whatever else. But, yeah, I mean, Gary Payton, like, that could very well have been a, oh, shit, like, we won this game, but we didn't cover, and he just knows the spread. They're, like, pro athletes and coaches, a lot of them do follow that stuff closely. So it could just have been a, like, oh, man, you know what I mean? Like, why could we blew that for the Warriors fans.
4: If you're betting that you're going to win, I don't see really see an issue either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like if you're betting on your, if you're putting this same amount of effort into the game, if you're betting to lose, I think there's an issue there. You know what I mean? The, the,
3: the old Pete Rose defense, like, Pete Rose said he never gambled on his squad to lose, but I mean, yeah. he had no fucking way of knowing The, but, the, yeah, the, no issue, that
5: the sure. issue with it is the insider trading aspect, which is like considered very serious because the whole point is, and like, you know, this is, we've discussed this. This is why there's replay, this is why officials are monitored the way they are. This stuff is supposed to be objective because if it's rigged, then it is a—it's illegal. It's—it's a—it's a, it's a crime, right? So, oh, John's already done with his boy. You already ate the dozen?
4: Nigga, I'm gonna eat this apple. That's crazy,
5: dog. I,
3: I'm surprising
5: <laughs> myself, honestly. We're, we're only ten minutes into the pod. I'm like halfway done with my first. I could have ate like probably another six to twelve. <laughs>
3: right, oh. I only got two of these motherfuckers left, and I got some bacon for dessert. So, here's, here's my dessert.
6: This is the best podcast in the world. <laughs>
5: And I want to, neither one of these men is sweating. You know what I mean? I've been no. slowing myself down because I'm eating all this rice, listen, too. But, I, listen, like, this listen,
3: is. Listen, bro, like, like I thought 30 eggs might be, like, a multi-hour job. It might be a one-sitting job. Like
4: That's this, what I'm saying. Right. I, I think it's a
5: challenge to do it in one sitting, but possible. You know? But yeah. she said you couldn't do it in a waking day. Come
4: on,
3: bro. Yeah. She ain't met
5: a real I am. nigga
4: before. Yeah.
3: That's I'm so scared. So scared to think about the amount of eggs I can eat in a full in a 24 hour period now. After now, I'm now I'm scared yeah. after
5: smacking them twelve. Like that might have to be we might have to do that as a we might have to do that as a pod, like a twenty-four hours of Le Mans. <laughs> like, just like carve out a day on a Sunday or something and just sit down during the playoffs and no <laughs> during the NCAA tournament. You know what I mean? Pick a Saturday or a Sunday, just sit down and like how many eggs could we get through? Let's do a yeah, let's do a vlog. You know what I'm
4: saying? <laughs> See how you know, check the numbers, we might do it again. You feel me?
5: <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, um, I would like to introduce a new segment that we are gonna do as long as the Detroit Pistons losing streak is active. Gentlemen, are you familiar with Japanese death poems? Have we discussed this on the pod? Um Are they suicide Maybe. poems though? They're not suicide poems, mm. um, although they have, it does, uh, the genre does include um, poems written by samurai before they committed seppuku, which is, yeah, like yeah. A, you know, honor form of suicide or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that from anime. Oh, <laughs> a man of culture. <laughs> um, well, I have here with me uh, Yoel Hoffman's collection of Japanese death poems. The Japanese death poem is a poem written by a poet, a samurai someone who was aware that they were dying and wrote a poem in their last moments of life. It's like a tradition in in Japanese uh, literature. And I find them to be incredibly beautiful and kind of perfect for the Detroit Pistons. So I'm going to read a poem first by uh, a poet named uh, Saikaku who died on August 8th, 1730 at the age of 70. And he wrote...
4: <laughs> For that time period,
5: Jesus I don't know. Right. Japanese like, people. Japanese people live a, a repetition they, of living
3: long. They, they Japanese they people live in people the, people the lived 1700s. Long, long they
4: live to the, their
3: 70s? Like to their hundreds, bro.
4: Like, nigga, what? Yeah. Char has That's like multiple
5: aunties and uncles that are in their like late 80s and 90s. Like, they eat fish and rice. Right like now? Bro. Yeah, but I'm talking and they about they have 1700s, nigga.
4: That's crazy. That's a, it's, it's a lot of people in know. here.
5: It's a lot of people here who lived to their seventies and eighties in the sixteen and seventeen hundreds. That's crazy. And had an awareness of what their span of life was. That they woke up and were like, uh, "I don't think I'm going to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me sit down and write a poem." And then fucking tip over. <laughs> the good
3: old Fred Sanford. <laughs> I'm coming to George. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's the big one.
3: <laughs>
4: oh man That's the
5: cultural crossover that uh, We, we, we can offer on <laughs> Jenkins and Jones The medieval Japanese death poem To fucking Fred Sanford That's exactly right Alright this is from a poet called Saikaku who wrote uh, I'll read the Japanese for These are haikus they're not all haikus but I'm reading from the haiku section Because they're shorter I'll read it in Japanese first and then the English translation Tsukikage-o jumanri. I borrow moonlight for this journey of a million miles. Oh, man. That's oh, beautiful. He wow. With oh, that I mean. Wow. Can you, can, you, can you run it back? Can you run it back? No, I'll read, I'm going to read another one. No, now. no, no, okay, no, no, okay. no, run that back. Okay, I borrow moonlight read. for this journey of a million miles. Whew. That wow. shit made me put my eggs down for a
3: second. <laughs> his <laughs> eggs. <He> <laughs> gotta <laughs> pull his eggs down. <laughs> <laughs> gotta put my motherfucking eggs down. <laughs> Damn. That's beautiful, bro. Okay, this is well, a is, Are one- these writers? Is
4: this just a man that yes, just wrote
5: these this are po- from the These start? are poets, but also like emperors, like people who were, uh, you know, it's a uh, there's a uh, history of multiple religions in Japan, but for like Buddhist monks, these are Buddhist monks, these are poets, these are people okay, who are okay. aware enough of their lifespan to know, but every... Po- poem in this book which is a pretty thick book was documented to have been written usually in front of people okay. on the day that the person died
4: so but this wasn't like a swordsmith that just no this is like down. this is one of the ones yes. like, okay okay so okay
5: yeah so uh yes so this is a a, a poet who uh, you know probably had cancer somebody who had a fatal illness died when he was 21 on uh february 5th 1790 wrote uh this is sakkyoku and it says, Sakyoku died on the day of the equinox of spring, a day on which the Japanese hold ceremonies in remembrance of their ancestors. Cherry trees begin to bloom at about this time of year. And he wrote, Ara Kanashi Hana no Higan o shide no Tabi. How sad, amidst the flowers of the spring equinox, a journey deathward. Mm,
3: deathward. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. But
5: Never. Should I do
3: one more? Yes, yeah. you, <laughs> hey, we could do a pod on these. Actually,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm
4: all
5: the way locked in. I mean, I think
6: every between each pod, however many games the Pistons lose in between those should be. How oh, many we read one each. OK, yeah, I'm not going to do
5: 27 right now. No, 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 we'll no, no,
6: no, no, <laughs> going forward. Going yeah, forward. They've yeah, lost right. too many games for that. I like it.
5: So this is if anyone's interested in this, it's a fascinating book. Japanese death poems The it's edited by Yoel Hoffman, uh, which is an Israeli scholar who uh, teaches and studies at the uh, University of Kyoto. And it was published in conjunction with the University of Kyoto. Really a fascinating book. Teaches you a lot about how differently people in Japan feel about death. The idea of death there is that death is just nothingness. It's not a force or like someone that's coming to take you. It's just it does like I think the the first line of the intro is like, death may not be anything. But it is still obviously important because it's the end of everything that we know about. So this is Wait, a poem. So when, called, he, when he
4: said millions, he meant infinite miles in, knowing that it's
5: nothingness. <clears> the use what, of distance saying? used in that poem, Ri, is equivalent to about four kilometers. The distance given equals uh, is a hundred thousand re which is like, you know, approximately equivalent to a million miles. It's a hyperbolic expression in Japanese culture for the length of the journey to the underworld or to the afterworld. But it means,
4: but was because it's not that he yeah. means it's like just forever. Right, right, okay. right, right. But a common
5: phrase would be Jumanri is like 100,000 kilometers okay. or whatever. All right. <clears throat> this is a poet uh, called Saimu who died in 1679, uh, sometime in his 70s. We don't have the exact age. Um, in this poem, night's blossoms and the gates of paradise are all linked by the verb hiraku to open, which can refer to the breaking of dawn, the blooming of flowers, or the opening of the gates of paradise. Yono akete hana ni hiraku ya jodomon. Dawn breaks and blossoms open gates of paradise. That's
3: a little more optimistic than the, than the other ones. We're going to get there. Still beautiful. Though. We're yeah, going to yeah, win yeah. a game.
5: We're going to win a game. I can <laughs> feel it, Detroit Pistons fans.
3: Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well.
5: With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process – Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We were able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait.
3: Your one-stop shop, Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie gets the difficulties that come with home projects. Why not make it as simple as possible to tackle that project? Turn to Angie with confidence, even for major renovations or emergency repairs.
5: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today.
0: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season.
5: My San Francisco 49ers on Christmas night lost the, uh, the what people were calling the oh, the exit. Man, we, I, I got to catch up, y'all. We gotta you got to that. catch up, buddy. You're
4: doing a lot of intro and reading. I you know, know. It's, it's a, a lot of segments here. It's, a, it's,
5: it's, it's it's a lot of segments later on that I will not be talking during. So we, let's, we'll we we'll, we'll get to that. But first up, the Niners uh, got shellacked by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Tough one people are calling this the as close to the all black versus all white bowl mm-hmm. as we're going to get which i personally think is disrespectful to devo samuel and uh trent williams but i understand <laughs> <The> <laughs> where West it's coming bowl. from. Um, <laughs>
3: tyler did you watch the but game? i don't know man nick Bosa versus lamar like bro that's like <laughs> those are like the two <laughs> flagship guys for both causes right there. but yeah. i i watched i watched the game and i got i'm curious where you're at with it mike because i feel like you know, just from the outside looking, at, and I know that there is a certain sense of, you know, delusion that fans have where, you know, they they, they just, you know, believe. And for sure, this, the San Francisco Forty Nines have been looking like that squad this season. But for me, that was just a game where it's like, bro, you're not really going anywhere with Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? Like, that was my takeaway from that. And it's not something that was just a revelation there. That was just like a confirmation. You know what I mean? So where are you at with it?
5: I am a Brock Purdy believer. And I was not a Jimmy G believer. Like, I'm not delusional about, like, you know, oh, this quarterback is the guy. Like, I'm actually probably more of a pessimistic person that way, which is why when you have athletes like Braun or someone who, like, I really believe in. But, like, I told y'all, I was not a Kobe fan for most of the time he was with the Lakers. You know what I mean? Was like, I don't like, I, I wanted Shaq. Uh, like, when Kobe and Shaq broke up, I was pissed we lost Shaq. Like
4: when, when did he, when did you come around with Kobe? That's interesting. Like for most of the time is a long amount of time. He was in really Lakers what, twenty When I came around years?
5: was when they gave him the contract that was like, we're gonna suck, but we want to give you as much money as you deserve. Like towards the end of his career, and I was like, the last respect- four years
4: of his career, Jeez. I was so, like, I was
5: like, I respect this. I mean, I like, I enjoyed watching him play, but I, I felt like if you watch the Lakers in the in the nineties, 2000s Lakers, and you. We're rooting for Kobe to have the ball and not Shaq. You're a fucking lunatic, in my view. You know what I mean?
3: He didn't even win <laughs> you over with the, with the back to back in oh nine two thousand.
5: That's what I was imagining. Yeah, but yeah. even in the back to back, the whole time I was like, I was so angry at all my, uh, especially especially my black friends who were Lakers fans who had, like hated Pau Gasol through that whole run of like Pau soft, like Kobe's trying to toughen up. I was like, Pau is fucking amazing. Like
4: <laughs> they didn't, they probably didn't watch Pau at all when he was playing for like the Grizzlies and shit pa- like that. And pa- you know, Pau was pa- incredible.
5: Pa- Pau's was whole cat- career with the Lakers, Lakers fans thought he was a pussy. You know what I mean? Like the, the it was right. like, oh, Kobe's toughening him up.
3: <laughs> Phil Jackson punched him on national television in a, during a playoff game, dead in his fucking chest. We saw it. But I, I always, I always contend that Powell was a casualty of the evolution of the game because no one's calling a dude who plays like Powell soft in two thousand twenty three. That's right, how right. that's how bigs play now, right? So Powell got a bad rap. Powell was fucking incredible.
5: But I was super happy for Kobe, but. You know, I had personal issues with him for the obvious reasons off the court, but like, I was happier for Ron Artest and Powell like during those championships. If I'm being completely honest with you, like, I really identify with with Ron. Ron. I mean, I Bro, that was that like, post
3: game after that game seven. I like was I
5: cried, bro. I was like, I was emotional watching the post game with him. He's talking about his therapist. Right, everything. he shot out
3: his therapist in 2010, like trailblazer, dog. You know Crazy, I mean? right?
4: You right. want to
5: talk about shit that's different in 2023, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> but he you had know. the confidence to be like, no one's gonna call Ron Artest a bitch. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. facts.
4: You're the only Lakers fan I've ever known that wasn't like a Kobe stan throughout his yeah. time with the Lakers. Like, I've never heard a single Lakers fan speak down on Kobe.
5: And I Mm, I would add again, like, I love, I mean, it's not that I like dislike watching, I love watching Kobe play basketball, I felt very lucky, but it just was like, I was a like, when the Warriors first hit, I was like, that's bad, like, maybe it's like a little Republican round ball, was like, well, they're moving the basketball, they're getting it to the open guy, like, it was so much, I would sit there with Char's dad, who grew up playing basketball in Hawaii. Right, like, everyone's under the rim, and it was just like, the ball just stops when it gets to him. It's like, let's move, like, let's, you know what I mean? Like So when he scored 81,
4: you were like, pass the rock! That's what you would say when, <laughs> when Kobe swing was it.
5: cooking? Swing it! No, swinging the, the 81 game was, was a no, sport. The, the, the 81, and y'all know I'm perfectly happy uh, contradicting myself as a fan if it wins me an argument. I was going crazy for the 81 game, obviously. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
5: But it was also like, yeah, if you jack up a lot of shots and you have a game where you're hot, you're gonna score, you're gonna score a lot, you know. Um, Anyway, so my point being, I'm not like a, you know, oh, this guy's on my team, he's the guy. Like Brock Purdy's gonna break the 49ers' single season every passing record they have, and we've had some pretty good quarterbacks on the Niners, obviously. He's like so so much.
3: So much of that is yak, though, dude. No, but you know
5: what? He's like, if you if you actually look at the stats, like the advanced analytics, and Mina Kimes has been very helpful on this (laughs) because I don't follow a lot of the like super advanced stat people. His yak is like the yak on the Niners. uh, People who want to make an anti-Brock Purdy argument use the raw numbers because the raw numbers are really high. But the raw numbers are high because we have a ton of passing yards. The the like compared to his in air yards. Compared to other quarterbacks is, I think, number two in the league. Like, he completes more downfield passes than anyone else in the league, too. And, not like, a lot of those open, like, wide open, yeah, for sure. But he's had a lot of, like, great throws, throwing guys open, anticipating cuts, like, stuff like that. So, I I do believe in Brock Purdy. I think he had a shitty game. I think that, like, I don't know when the MVP race turned into the Heisman. That it's like, if you have a shitty game, you're not going to get the MVP or something. Like, he's still, by far, statistically, having the best year of any quarterback on a good team. L- Lamar Jackson, who is my favorite quarterback in the league who doesn't play for the 49ers, showed why he is like the, one of the most unique athletes in the world in that game for sure, but he's also I believe 17th in the league in like passing yardage and touchdowns. Yeah. Like he's, he's got like
3: 17 touchdowns, 7 picks. It's just it's just one of those years where there's just I I mean it's either like, you know, Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill I think should be the MVP, but I it's going to go to a quarterback, right? So you know, those are the pickings. You know, Dak played himself out of the out of the run. I think Brock played himself out of the run. I think it's going to go to Lamar.
4: How long has yards after carry been referred to as yak? Is that something that happened over the last five years? Since I have been kind of tapped Y-yard,
3: out? Yards after catch. And that's always been
4: called yeah, that. Yeah, catch. That's what made my bad. You said you
3: said what? It's always been called that.
5: Yep. Always? Damn, yeah, that was like a Madden stat. Oh, wow. He, it, he, you said, he said yak? Madden tokens for yak? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Crazy. All right. Y'all watch basketball games on Christmas? I'm gonna be honest. There was a, uh, I feel someone tweeted that the NBA lost its aura around the Christmas games. I might, I might have no to agree with, with that. No riz with the
3: NBA anymore.
5: Oh man. No one was <laughs> trying you to use fight it that each way? other. You know, no one was, no one was ready to get froggy over the fucking NBA on Christmas at this point. Like, is that still a premier day, or did the NBA just completely like snatch the shit of the NFL by scheduling three games on Christmas? I don't know.
3: Is I mean, I I think it's it's something to consider is like, you know, Christmas Day has always kind of been the unofficial start of the NBA where, you know, you see guys, you know, come out there, play, you know, full throttle, you know, play 100 percent, you know, but has like the in-season tournament maybe taken that edge away from it a bit since we just had everybody playing playoff level basketball. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is it just like like now are you working on a holiday, you know, because of the in-season tournament? But (laughs) But yeah, That's you know what they I t- look like in some of yeah, those games, especially that motherfucking Phoenix game. Oh my god, like that was uh, the one game that I watched because I was out with family and shit. So I got home and, and, and like watched that. But but yeah,
5: the shots oh, look like they oh, didn't oh. give one half of a fuck about that. Half game, of bro.
4: y'all were like talking about giving a fuck. Y'all talking about Katie? You think I, I talked, y'all talking about Katie not caring and it's spreading to the rest of the team? I think it's a team thing as a whole, and Booker's really the only leader on their team. I've never looked at KD as a leader. He's been the best player on teams. I don't think he, like, even when he was with the uh, with OKC, he was the best player. But it felt like, you know, that was Westbrook's squad. Like, you feel me? To to me, it felt like that. You know, with the Warriors, that was Steph's squad. Steph was a leader. KD was just the best player. So, I mean, like, I, I don't feel like KD is going to get in there and get those guys riled up. That's Booker. Booker's a leader. Even when KD first came and was considered the best player on that team. So I, I don't know I, I wonder what's going on in that squad to make somebody who loves basketball as much as he loves it not give a fuck about it, you know what I'm saying I, I think it's I think it's something that's going on within that franchise being that they were not supposed to be what they are. Is this more <laughs> eggs? Are those more eggs? Oh, we you just brought, uh, eggs.
5: Well, I split my eggs because I got eggs and rice, so they it wouldn't all fit okay. on one plate. So, so he you're eating me two right full plates of eggs and rice. Yes, jeez, comfortably. Respect, man. Incredible. Comfortably, comfortably, comfortably. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Thank you, Vinny. No, you,
4: you didn't interrupt. I'm amazed, bro. <laughs> We're seeing a master at work here, nigga. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, but my thing
3: is, is like, I don't think there's any reason to set off the fucking You know, emergency alarms if KD isn't happy. KD's never fucking happy. This motherfucker wasn't happy on the greatest team of all time. Like, you know what I'm saying? KD isn't happy. He's a moper. He's fucking basketball Eeyore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we we could take KD being upset as as some fucking, you know, know, something to hit the panic button over, bro.
5: I never saw Miss Basketball Eeyore, Eeyore, but yeah,
4: I I mean, it adds
5: up. All right. What's going on with the Lakers? Are we like I they're mean, losing the on like, Christmas? That's, so what, that's what's
6: going on with the Lakers. They're getting they're losing on Christmas. <laughs> of all their fans, <laughs> they getting smacked on Christmas. LeBron, we, were to talk games- down <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about how uh, the Lakers fans down once again. We were just talking about
5: fucking Jackson's only with his mouth's not full, so he can jump in with as much <laughs> Lakers slander as he wants, you motherfucker. Um, we were just talking about how the Christmas games don't really even mean anything anymore, Jackson. But go off.
4: do y'all really think they don't mean anything to us as fans they they absolutely yeah
3: I think. I, I I just think that shit was a little flat this Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we'll, we'll see as the years play out. If Like I said, if, if the end-season tournament kind of takes the edge off for a
4: little bit. But
3: but we looked at the, the games, like the matchups.
4: There were like a couple that were going to be good. The Knicks-Bucks game was yeah. pretty decent. And yeah, that's that the one good. where I was like, they're going to smack the Knicks. I think the Knicks was good, but I think the Bucks will smack them. I, mean, I, I wasn't that interested in it. That was good. That was a good game. The other games like were whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's It's hard to... The Warriors aren't fun, even if they're being competitive. When Steph's not doing Steph shit, you feel me? So that was that was that was that. But yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, the matchups weren't that good this year. What did y'all think about uh,
5: Becky Hammond's comments about uh, Jalen Brunson and you know the the fact that guys of his height are not typically the sort of alpha guy on a, a championship team? There's quite a bit of a. Uh, I was surprised at how. I, mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I do think it, it's. A fair amount of it is because she's a woman talking about basketball, yeah. but I was surprised at how much like she really kicked in the hornet's nest. Everyone was freaking the fuck out about those comments. It's factually accurate comment that it does not frequently happen that the alpha but, dog on a championship team is six foot two. It's Right, right. Bro,
3: yeah. the, the only players in his lifetime who have led their teams to championship that we've seen are fucking Isaiah Thomas and, and Steph. Now, if you're saying, you know, Jalen Brunson is on that tier, like, nah, let's reel it in a bit. Jalen Brunson is fucking incredible. Um, I do think that that, you know, history has shown that you just don't you don't win with with guys that that small. Right. Like it's just it's you know, even though we've had a point guard revolution, you know what I'm saying? As of late point guards usually do not lead teams to titles. You know what I'm saying? And it's still and it hasn't even really happened even during the point guard revolution. Like, what Steph was the only one of of, of, of that crop to, to you know really lead the team to a championship. So and yeah, he's the greatest people, of the era. That it's right to he's be the greatest right. in the era of the era in order to do that. You know what shit, I'm you second me? best player of his era, second best point guard of all time. Some people think he's greatest the Greatest point, point guard of, of his all era, time. I mean, you know. Right. I mean? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, greatest shooter of all time, right? Like Steph is a one of one, top ten all-time guy right there. Um but yeah, you know, I think that, you know, we can just throw hype out the window. Jalen Brunson just flat out is not good enough to lead a team to a championship. And that's not a shot. There's only like five or six of those guys in the league, bro. Right, you know right, right. Jalen Brunson just hype happens to not be one of them. It's not It's not a slight. You can still say this dude is incredible, but he won't be enough to lead the Knicks to the championship. It's not a controversial thing to say.
4: Paul George on his podcast was really vulnerable and said that
3: I realized at one at some,
4: a certain point that I would not. Be win as a number one. I needed That's to real. be a number two. As good as fucking PG is, you know what I'm saying? Like what, mm-hmm. three or four years ago, he was the the, the second runner up for MVP. Like he's a fucking dog. We can clown as much as we want on Twitter, but on that motherfucking court, he's an animal, bro. He's crazy. Sneakily, and for, and for, the,
3: the, sneakily, the third best three of this era, right? Like it's it's, it's him, KD. It's it's, it's Bron, KD, than PG.
4: And, and so and so like him saying that, you know, bro, like yeah, I mean, he's J- Brunson is a good number two guy. You feel me? And, and you still might not win a championship with it. That's how competitive it's, it, it is. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how difficult it is to win a chip. So,
5: I feel like if she hadn't brought up his height, maybe there's less. Or if she hadn't been a woman, like I feel yeah, like that's what people that responded to was like, "Who the fuck is she to talk about?" You know, basketball. And then also because most people who watch the NBA are not six foot seven. So when you talk about <laughs> <when> you talk <laughs> about someone who's four inches lost- taller than you is yeah, he's yeah. too short. You know, like that, like people maybe got upset about that. If she had said, "Jalen Brunson's not good enough to lead the Nets," he's really great. He's a great player, which is she did say he's a great player. You know, even his top fifteen player, he could be that and still not be good enough to lead him to a championship. I don't really. That's why I was so surprised. I was like, "What is? Are people arguing that Jalen Brunson's going to lead the Knicks to a championship?" <laughs> <laughs> Just like. Like, take the height out of it. It's like, you're that you're mad for three days on the internet because you believe Jalen Brunson is leading the Knicks to a championship? Like, I just don't understand the argument, you know?
4: The reason people love Steph is the reason they were mad when she said, you know what I mean? Because, like, Steph seems normal. Jalen Brunson seems normal. You know what I mean? You know, like, nigga, bro, like... Regardless of what she said, you're not good enough to be in the league. <laughs> you know, you never had a fucking chance, all right? <laughs> if, if, if you had a different coach in high school, it wouldn't have changed, bro. Me too. I'm including politics. me in that motherfucker. You know, it wasn't politics. It was I politics. wasn't good enough. I'm five fucking 11. <laughs> and if I was 6'4", I wouldn't have been good enough either, okay? We got to live with it, guys. Come on. Let's go. Go to therapy. Follow me. You know what I mean? I'll give you my information. DM me. You'll get over it, my boy. But no, dog. No, she's, she's 100% right. 100% right.
5: Alright, um we I had, still can't uh, believe Yak
4: has always been used.
5: I'm literally caught up on that. I did you, you
4: never heard I, Yak? I played before, Madden bro? all the time. I played Madden no, it, all the time. I just called it YARD after catch. It would after be catch. a yard Madden after
3: catch. It would be a Madden stat, like in the in the fucking post game box score after. Y- y- yeah, I saw
4: yeah. I've seen the acronym. I've never heard anybody verbally refer to it as Yak. It was just yard after catch. You know what I mean?
5: I don't this know. Is, okay, yeah. uh, let me divulge something. I say egg. All right, so egg. we're all... He's an we, egger. <laughs> Did you say I'm an egger? He's an egger. He's, we found he's our a, egger in the he's pod. A,
3: he's a hard egg.
5: No! No! <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, speaking of, uh, speaking of the hard egg, uh, Tommy DeVito was benched for Tyrod Taylor, sending New Jersey into what I'm sure was a cacophony of racial slurs not heard <laughs> since... Uh, <laughs> since the Mike Tirico segment dropped on the pod.
1: Yeah, Mike Tirico
3: uh, probably hit him with a few. <laughs> no, 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 Mikey T. No, no, the no Italian Stallion. He probably hit Tyron with a few, with a few moolies, you know, I for the holiday movie. season. Well,
4: for sure,
5: you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> Betraying the Italians like that.
5: I, yeah. feel, I, feel, I feel, I wish we could have marijuana just for this one segment, but I can't imagine it's Christmas in New Jersey and the Italian New Jersey kid got benched for a black quarterback. I'm sure it was generation. Merry
4: Christmas. <laughs> that had to be...
5: <laughs> yeah. Ain't no way. All right. Um, we solved the mystery.
4: I love it times where he's
5: trying to stuff the rice I in the
4: cheek in order to get them to... The, like, the pause no. there, if you're not watching, no. was because he was adjusting the rice and egg from one cheek to the other oh, so can he could speak so, right. out one side of his mouth. It's
6: amazing because it's an audio medium, it's a video medium, and no matter how you're consuming this podcast, you're hearing, like, chewing it's noises. It's
5: unpleasant. It's, it's like, a lot of you mouth. You might through. have to, like,
6: take yeah. a deep, deep gulp yeah. of his egg and rice to, like, be able to intro the next segment. Pardon me. <laughs> we
5: didn't moment, know. Guys. We Sorry. might not have thought the bit through. Like, the next bit will be we're all gonna lose our voices <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we're gonna scream so hard we can't talk on the pod until the Pistons win <laughs> this is very ridiculous All right, uh, we solved the mystery of uh, you know a, a lot of people have been working on this for a lot of years but uh, Elon Musk looking like we've officially solved because John suggested that he's looking like a Charlie Brown motherfucker and tyler and i pointed out charlie brown is actually quite self-aware which is maybe elon's defining trait to me is a lack of self-awareness and tyler cracked the code of who Elon Musk is truly looking like. Tyler, please present no, your theory <laughs> while I eat some eggs. Take your time.
3: <laughs> you know, if, if we keep keeping it with the cartoon characters, he's he's fucking, he's Milhouse's dad, bro. Like, he can't be he can't be Charlie Brown, right? Because Charlie Brown is extremely self-aware, so self-aware that he's, like, fucking, you know, nihilistic. Like, you know, shit gets dark with, with that little eight-year-old sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a really sad dude because he's aware of how, you know, life dealt him a ball uh, bad end. He's bald in third grade, right? Like, he knows shit ain't sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right? Life don't but, love nobody, nigga. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right? But yeah, he is he's Millhouse's dad, dog. Like you know that that one see <laughs> Where Miller House's dad gets divorced and he's sleeping in a race car bed. And Homer comes over to his apartment and he says to Homer, Yeah, I sleep in a race car bed. Do you? And and Homer just says, Deadpan, shaved face. says, No, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. I feel like that is the way, whenever Eli gets dunked on, that is the spirit of like the dunking that Eli gets, you know, gets hit with. Like, bro, you think you're cool, but no one gives a fuck about the shit you got. And you, like, bro, you don't even have a family. Like, you're family does not even love you You know, <laughs> like like you have got <laughs> you don't you have a family got, you, you can't we can't even tell you go home and be a family man because what home and what family you know what i'm saying so, like yeah he's a dad nigga. to me bro
4: I'm gonna tell i borrow
3: feeling face ass nigga dog. talking
4: about bald heads i told y'all how my stepdad was in home depot that time and they called him the dude said his head was upside down right well, I just I just remembered this, and it's his, it's his birthday today, my stepdad's birthday, and uh, his sister, my auntie, uh, brought up a old story that I completely forgot. But my cousins used to call him Uncle Ballhead. Uncle. <laughs> no. We we was we was we was this and during Christmas we was talking to him like, yo, you you want to go to you know maybe hit Eurasia, get you the little you know special. You know, get get you get you a hairline back or something, right there. He's like, be having hair is overrated. I think he's like been scarred from all the motherfuckers clowning his bald head. But I completely forgot that my cousin, I don't know how I forgot that because it's hilarious, Uncle Ballhead. No, bro. <laughs> oh yes, my nigga. They were like <laughs> six. They were like six. My dude, my cousin went to like Princeton or some shit. Like she's brilliant, bro, and she stooped down to normal humans level. <laughs> it was like <laughs> Uncle Baldhead. <laughs>
5: yeah,
3: he's just rough out here for the baldies, dog. <laughs> Damn, um, they
4: don't get no
5: respect, <laughs> Uncle
3: Baldhead. That's listen, crazy. Listen like, like, look, bro. Um, love is blind like I told y'all be a wifey watch, watch that shit there's a dude on there who had a bald head and he was on there talking about like you know how hard it was for him to find a, a girl and all that he said one time you know he, he was at a bar he had a hat on he was you know having a good conversation with a girl she was feeling him and and the <laughs> that, 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 the chick he was you know rapping to who was feeling him he thought he was about to get the number she's like before I give you my number uh, take your hat off for a second and he, <laughs> took his hat on, and he was bald and he said she shrieked and ran off <laughs> <laughs> Bro,
4: what's crazy about his bald head is it's the same on every side. Like, there's no – Like, you you can usually look at somebody's head from the side and know it's the side of a head. If he didn't have a face, you wouldn't know what the (laughs) front is or what the back or the side is. He has a Lego man man. head. Bro, he has a Lego – he got a Lego man head. He looked like the juggernaut by the head with the helmet on, nigga. You feel me? And so that's what's so wild. That's why the nigga said his head was upside down because you can't tell what the front of the back is if you ain't looking dead at his face, bro. It's crazy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and what's wild is I, I was when I was clowning him this this Christmas break, touching his head. You know, I'm like like saying, you go to go to you need to go to you. Uh, I was in Yugoslavia, so I'm going to get the little special joint, you know what I mean? Get you a hairline. I touched his head. I'm like, this head feels like an elbow. Like, hair really can't grow here. There isn't. You wouldn't, if you touched his head, you would never think that hair ever grew there. You know what I mean? Like, it's impossible, nigga. You have to get a whole new scalp, my nigga. You know what I mean? You're shaking. I'm like, nigga, that's hair. Did you ever have hair, nigga?
5: It's crazy,
4: bro. Being bald is
5: man. That's it's
4: life. Don't love nobody. I say that, Golly. We
5: uh, I'm 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 uh friends with a we have a basketball mom in Long Beach. Shout out, uh, Njamila Williams, who was on Facebook for like six months after the Dodgers got Mookie bets, posting about how sexy Mookie was, how much she loves a, a black man who could play baseball, all this stuff. Mookie let his Hair grow in for like three days. Saw the hook. She saw that hook. So, the, so that you can see how bald that man oh, was with the she horseshoe. The peninsula, huh? Yeah, and she- that's more than the peninsula, nigga. <laughs> that's more than the peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> she posted a pic. She posted a picture from that game with the caption: "Please disregard everything I have said about Mookie." <laughs> 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 that nigga got a.
4: That nigga got a golf. She- that's a golf, nigga.
5: That motherfucker.
4: <laughs> Ain't she no gave way. him the hook, bro.
5: <laughs> Get him off the stage.
4: Get him out of here, dog. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She said, disregard everything. <laughs> everything. Every, I don't even think he's good at baseball anymore. <laughs> every syllable that came out of my mouth talking about this nigga, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Being bald, bro. It's a cold game.
5: I'm trying to tell you, bro.
4: Lord have mercy on all of us, man. Jeez. <laughs>
5: All right, that's all the time we got. <laughs> uh, we hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, we will be back, Jackson, correct me if I'm wrong. We'll be back on Saturday with an episode with Jason Timpf uh, for all you hoop heads really breaking down the hoopity hoop. Ooh, I'm going to yeah. ask him to fire Darvin Ham. Like, give me, like, give us the rationale to be the smartest Laker fans arguing for Darvin Ham being fired. That's why I'm going to ask Jason Timpf to do. I got
4: one more thing to say. Yeah. Referring to the best gift I ever had. My
5: wife, she got
4: me some beard ball. <laughs> nigga, this is a crash mission. This ain't no real beard. You know what I mean? But to have somebody that loves you enough <laughs> that will hop on hop in the car when you on a crash mission. <laughs> bro, thank you. And I don't even wear the rare Rolex. You know, it makes me feel like, you know, I don't even wear it that much, nigga. You feel me? Like somebody I feel like somebody might rob me thinking I have more money than I have. Sorry, brother. This is a lie. <laughs> my <laughs> wife has all the bread. I'm a regular nigga. <laughs> you feel me? You robbed the wrong motherfucker, dog. I couldn't afford this, all right. But anyway, yeah. So I yeah, think you're I gonna have be- to just send.
5: You're, you're, you're still in your uh, sending them to Subway, uh, right, right, right?
4: Right. You, can, will you take an I.O.U., my friend? <laughs> I might be able to pay you about three months, nigga. What you thought you was going to get out of me, You're going to put your mugging on. Put the me on a now. payment plan, nigga. You feel what I'm saying? We ain't got it over here, my, my G. We Would you to like to be mugged in six installments over 12 months? <laughs> right, right, I ain't got it, nigga. This Rolex is a fucking lie, nigga. So we going to go with the beard balm? <laughs> he pistol whipped got- you and
5: said, I need $300 today or in... <laughs> Right, nigga. Six fifty dollars payment. Catch me on the final Thursday of the month, nigga, <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I'll hold you down. But today, my friend. <laughs> oh shit, bro! <laughs> all right, man. Uh, that's all the time we got. We'll be
5: back on Saturday. Hold up,
3: Mike. Hold up. Hold up, oh, Mike. Yes, yes, Mike. Yes, Mike. Yes. We got to be accountable. Did you finish your shit? Oh, I have wow. not
5: quite finished.
3: Ooh.
5: I have like an egg left. I was trying to stretch it out, but John's got to leave. Yeah. If we can stay for five yeah, for more sure. minutes, I'll eat it no, for no, sure. No, 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 no.
3: It's, it's fine. You know, we're going to, you know. <laughs> it's just fine. I'm disappointed in you, but it's right. fine. <laughs> 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 no, no, you no. no he was, was quarterback in the whole show and, and <laughs> yeah, talking to yeah. shit. right? right? That's, so, a hard, so, so, that's so, hard. He gets that cushion. Hold on. It's
4: like being, it's like doing the workout and you're the guy counting for everybody. You know what I mean? And after workout, it's a lot to ask. You know what I mean? To you know, to count and also be, you know, working hard. So, dude, I appreciate you. Wait, talk for Most 30 more time. seconds.
2: For,
6: yeah. for those wondering what's happening <laughs> as we wind down here, Mike is shoveling eggs into his mouth to try to beat the buzzer, beat the clock. And I never <laughs> lost an eating
5: competition. And I've never lost. it.
6: YouTube.com slash Jenkins and Jones. Subscribe. Oh, yeah. Subscribe. Oh, I got a section. Oh, here we go. Cool, cool. All right. All right,
3: Good? Yes, sir. All yes, sir. I'm so proud All of you, right. my
4: boy. He wants you All to right, lick the ma-
3: plate, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Benny's
4: proud of me. Merry ma- yak to everybody. Merry yak, miss.
5: We'll see y'all on Saturday. Gonna, bye. 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 The volume.